Hawks fall to the Sacramento Kings after digging themselves in a hole in the first half, 122-107. to 107. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go! All right, Mikey, uh, uh, an unfortunate loss for the Hawks. Uh on their beginning of their West Coast trip uh, to the Sacramento Kings. This is a game that um, I would definitely say was a tale of two halves. And, uh, you know, something that's really weird with this game is the Hawks in the first half were really, really rough. And in the second half, they were really, really good. Um, it's it's just really weird how, how this team is uh, moving things along. Yeah, for sure. A uh, couple stats that really point out to me, and they related to the three keys that we mentioned in our last episode, 56 to 40 Sacramento won in points in the paint. Uh, we mentioned on the last pod that the Hawks really have to make an effort to get to the rim uh, because Sabonis is not that great of a defender and the Kings in general just don't have a great defense. But uh, DeJounte Murray was really the only guy who could get to the rim and score at an efficient level. Jalen Johnson did get to the rim, but for some, for whatever reason today, uh, we'll go into the play by play, player by player a little bit later. But uh, Jalen just could not finish today. Uh, his runners, the floaters, the layups just would not fall tonight. And then Clint Capella seemed to struggle at the at the rim as well. Also, fifteen to seven fast break points for Sacramento, and that was off eight of the Hawks' twelve turnovers were steals. So live ball turnovers are going to kill you if you're the Hawks, and especially. Without Trey Young, you've got to be able to get fast break points because you're going to struggle uh, in a half-court offense with kind of the spacing that the Hawks had tonight. Yeah, and the Hawks were without Trey Young. He was diagnosed with a concussion and has been placed on the NBA's concussion protocol. When do you think uh, the Hawks might be able to see Trey Young again? Yeah, I would expect that Trey would be out for the game in the uh, in the Bay against the Warriors on Wednesday. But I think there is a chance, a definite chance that you can see him returning for the game back at State Farm Arena on Friday against the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, and uh, you ready to jump into this one? Yeah, I think so. Let's uh, discuss this tale of two halves. Yeah, well, this first half was definitely the rough one. Um, it started out uh, a, a decent game, 7-7. Seven to seven. Sadiq Bay. Hit a three. Um, you know, that, that's a good start for Sadiq. Yeah, first first shot for him to go in in, in, in a game, really. But it, it, it was an encouraging sign because it was a corner shot, too, something that we've discussed a lot about on this pod. And, you know, we discussed on the pod with Glenn, Glenn Willis a, a couple of weeks ago that that corner shot just provides the Hawks with so much, so much more spacing. And Garrison Matthews actually did a great job of that tonight in the second half when we get to it. But shortly after that seven-seven start, uh, the Kings made a run, ten to ten to run, ten to one run for the Kings, and they extended the lead fifteen to eight. 
The Hawks were two of eleven uh, for the from the floor in the first few minutes, but they were still in the game because the Kings were fouling the Hawks so many times. Both teams shot twenty seven free throws in this in this game, so they capitalized when they got to the line. Yeah, and man, the the way I, I want to kind of summarize this first quarter because it was kind of back and forth for a little bit, but you could tell that the Hawks just didn't have it when it comes to shooting where the ball wasn't really moving much. It felt like they were settling for threes that really weren't the best shot. There wasn't a constant a constant effort to get to the rim like normally we see from the Hawks. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with Trey Young being out. Yeah, he can space the floor. He's the main guy that's going to create havoc for that defense, get to the rim. Um, and Jalen Johnson, I referenced it before, but th- there were so many easy looks at the rim that he missed, especially in that first quarter. Uh, I think we mentioned it a couple of shows ago where he's developing that runner off the short roll because he's not going to always be able to dunk it on every single person every time. So he's got to develop a floater or, or a runner there at the nail or a little bit before it. He just couldn't knock down that shot. He took he took a lot of threes tonight uh, that weren't going in as well. So it, it was kind of a tough night offensively for Jalen. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> here's a good one for you. The Hawks shot 28% from three. Oh, no, no, no. 28% from the field yeah. in the first quarter. That is ridiculous. Yeah, DeJounte Murray led, led the Hawks with seven. But it was it it was rough offensively. Like like Tim said, there there was really, really was no ball movement, uh, not a lot of player movement. The, the backdoor cuts, guys hitting others on the short roll or, or for open corner threes. The shot quality wasn't was definitely not as good as what we're used to seeing from the Atlanta Hawks. And the big reason that, of that is because Trey Young's not there. Yeah, and I, I felt like the Hawks got lucky. Uh, I, I, it's weird saying that, but De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, you know, they, <laughs> I mean, Fox didn't have any points in the first quarter. Like, and that's very, very uncommon. Like, it, it's one of those things where I felt like the Hawks might get away with a, a really bad first quarter in this game. Yeah. And if you look at the overall box score, the Hawks really didn't get hurt by Sacramento's two stars. The Sabonis had 14 on 4-10 shooting. Fox, 5 of 16 from the floor. He ended with 12 points. But really, it was the other guys. Harrison Barnes had 32 points in this game. Uh, he's, been, he's been pretty bad for the Kings so far this year. But that is, that is just something you do not expect. Uh, but the Hawks just could not find him on the three-point line. And then he, and he torched them. As we go into the second quarter here, Atlanta just continued to miss a lot of layups. It was just weird. And and they started 0 of 8 from the field to start the second frame. Yeah, and that, that that's all until a, a DJ uh, runner that makes it uh, 47-31 Kings. I mean, the Hawks couldn't generate any good looks in the half court. Uh, Jalen Johnson at that point was 111 from the field. Uh, I mean, that's just a recipe for losing for the Hawks. Yeah, and especially with Jalen liking to go to the rim, liking that uh, 10-foot area uh, on the short roll, that is not a stat that you're used to seeing from him. Normally, he's been pretty efficient this year, and he's had a good year from three, better than a lot of Hawks fans expected. But so far in in the first half, he he just did not have it. I think think something that the Hawks also uh, is a lot of fans are underrating 
is the Kings only turn the ball over eight times. Generally, this Hawks team, while, while they haven't been a good defensive team in general, they will generate steals, and they will get out on the break. Tonight, uh, only two steals for Atlanta. And without Trey Young, you're going to have to be forced to execute to, to perfection almost to have a great offensive night in the half court. And, and the Hawks just weren't able to do that. Yeah, I mean, even even we see it with the second unit. The Hawks still struggle in the half court with DeJounte Murray. So they had to do it for a whole game. So uh, I expected the half court uh, offense to be a little wonky every once in a while. But, you know, something really that I've seen tonight, you know, going back to Jalen just for a second, Jalen put up seven threes in this game, uh, which I, I think that's his career high in three-point attempts. That that's you know, I want to see him keep taking more and more because I have confidence in him shooting it, but also I, I need him to to know that if he knows it's not falling, then he needs to start attacking the rim. Yeah, I think the Hawks in general, they needed to make more of a conscious effort to get to the rim. I understand uh, with Trey out, he he's the biggest guy to do that, but. Somebody besides uh, DeJounte and, and Jalen really needed to make a consistent effort to get there. Uh, the Hawks, I think, launched they, – they were three from 19 uh, at halftime from downtown. And while, while 19 threes is great to get up as far as just in general, when you factor in the context that you're without your star point guard and the Kings don't have good interior defense, you probably don't want to be launching that many – shots from downtown if they're not falling yeah and you know going into the end of the second <laughs> the, the kings were getting to the rim anytime they wanted to harrison barnes had 19 at half it was uh 57 40 um the hawks only putting up 40 points and a half it's just one of the man that's rough it, it kind of shows you what this what this team misses with, without trey young and when DeJounte came off the floor tonight, you know, Trent Forrest would, would get the backup point guard minutes. You saw Patty Mills uh, also play play some off guard. Th- those units really struggled to get something going, especially with Jalen uh, not shooting the ball well. And, and Bogey as well uh, ended up not being efficient from the floor. Yeah. Um, at, at halftime, the Hawks were three of 19 from three. And one stat I wanted to bring up and – this was one of the ones that, that really got me is at halftime, DeJounte Murray had zero assist. Um, being the lead point guard on the floor without Trey Young, that the the I don't know how that can work. Like you have to have uh, assist and definitely a Quinn Snyder system to be able to generate points. Yeah, I, I think some of the degree of that too was just the Hawks not making shots from beyond the arc because they couldn't get to the rim. So it, it, it does make sense that he'd have a lower digit of assist, but zero assists, that is, uh, yeah, you, you've got to be got to be better than that, especially in the first half against us poor defense. As we move on to the third quarter here, the Hawks actually started the third quarter well. Uh, they went on a 7-0 run to cut the lead to 66-49. to And this stretch was really the only time in the game besides uh, late in the fourth quarter with a comeback attempt that I felt the Hawks got consistent flow in the half court. They extended that run to 16-2 to and held the Kings to zero points with uh, for a three-minute and 50-second stretch. 
the Hawks coming out doing well in the third quarter was definitely a, a surprise, but but a welcome one. Yeah, and something you know you saw in the third quarter was Dejounte Murray using the short roll, like uh, you've seen pocket passes that. He was just not performing in in the first half. Uh, I felt like maybe, uh, you know, Quinn Snyder might have had a talk with him at halftime and, and you know, got him a game plan that, w- that would better suit what was going on in this game. Yeah, the Hawks used that to cut the deficit to 12, 70 to 58. Um, but immediately after that, uh, Kings fan favorite Keegan Murray uh, went on a personal 7-0 run. Uh, he got, got a got a, lost a three got an and one made, made one of the free throws that uh, he was he was pretty good in this game whenever the hawks made a push it seemed like keegan murray was the guy for sacramento that gave them a bucket to say okay we kind of have a little bit of uh control back in this game yeah and then right after that Dejounte murray a uh, four-point play on a on a great uh kick out that uh you know somebody ran up under him and you know, the Hawks at that point hit seven of the last 10 shots. I felt like the Hawks were actually getting really good looks. It felt like the ball was moving, wasn't really sticking side to side. It was the Hawks were playing way better basketball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and for the Kings, uh, after a rough start to the game, De'Aaron Fox had a little bit better of the second half. He eventually got downhill, uh, a Fox signature there, one, one, of, one of the fastest guys in the league. He he extended the Kings' lead to eighty-three to sixty-six after four empty possessions from the Hawks, and that after that fast start from Atlanta, they were still down eighteen after three, eighty-seven to sixty-nine. And I wanted to bring up a uh, Dejounte Murray pocket pass. Uh, this one to Anyeka Okongwu in the fourth quarter to start it out, and he put Trey Lyles on a poster. What'd you think of that one, Mikey? Oh, that that was huge. I thought I thought for a minute that the referees, Scott Foster, were gonna call an offensive foul, but Onyeka Kangu saw Trey Lyles there and he he almost threw the ball through the net on that dunk. He got up so high up in the air. He jumped from outside the paint uh, on the right side near the low block. But that was a thunderous jam and it really gave the Hawks uh, some momentum after that, for sure. Yeah, and, the, you know, at that point, the Hawks cut the lead down to 10 on a DeJounte Murray three. Jalen uh, Johnson also had a, a beautiful transition block off a turnover where he chased down Davion Mitchell, and <laughs> I don't know how he caught him, but he, he come around to the side of him, and, man, that was a beautiful block. Yeah, Davion never saw him coming for sure. And, and Jalen, that's one of those plays where only Jalen Johnson, especially with with how fast he got down the floor to block it, uh, can make on this team for sure. Uh, but it, there was a common theme in this game, especially down the stretch. The referees were not scared to blow the whistle. The Hawks kept scoring in, in the second half. I mean, they they outscored the Kings as sixty seven to sixty five in the entire second half, and especially in the fourth quarter. But um, they scored thirty eight points in the fourth compared to Sacramento's thirty five. They just could not get a stop because they kept fouling and they kept sending the Kings to the free throw line. Harrison Barnes got a lot of free throws in the fourth quarter. Um, also, uh, De'Aaron Fox as well. Yeah, he only had three free throws, but all of those came in the fourth. And Harrison Barnes, eight of eight from the line. Eight free throws from Harrison Barnes is definitely uh, definitely a high number there. The Hawks just had to have more discipline down the stretch here. 
Yeah, and you know one guy I was actually really impressed with during this game was Malik Monk. Yeah. Uh, I think he ended the game with eight assists. I mean, I thought that, you know, his points weren't, you know, a glaring number, but the way he was impacting the game with his assist, uh, I felt like he was a big factor in this game for sure. Yeah, Sabonis and Malik Monk really have good chemistry on the pick and roll. You'll see Malik Monk really turn the corner aggressively, look like he's going to go for a layup. And there were probably three of his eight assists came off a hook pass right over his head um, perfectly to Sabonis. And Sabonis, obviously, you know, he loves playing bully ball, getting down low into the paint and getting those tough buckets inside. And uh, they were able to do that when they needed to. Yeah, and then... You know, uh, O.O. and uh, Garrison kind of took off for the Hawks right here. Uh, uh, Garrison and O.O. using the short row. Short roll uh, has been, it was, you know, it was really good at this point in the game. And everything Anyeka was doing in the short roll was uh, creating easy buckets. Yeah, DeJounte Murray got it to Anyeka Kangu at the nail. And he seemed to find Garrison Matthews for at least three threes in that short right corner. Uh, Garrison Garrison definitely loves that shot. He's shooting 47% from three on the year. Uh, def- definitely, uh, big, uh, under- definitely a big un- underestimated or undervalued stat for the Hawks off, off the bench this season. Uh, and the Hawks eventually did cut the lead to seven here. But right, right after that, the, um, the fouls just kept piling up. and. Atlanta just never seemed to be able to keep the keep the stops coming uh, and score at the same time, leading to the Sacramento victory. Yeah, I felt like you know on a couple possessions at the end of this game, um, the the fouls were a little ticky tacky. But I mean, I, I felt like throughout the whole game it was officiated pretty fair. But you know the the thing that I think killed the Hawks at the very end of this was rebounding, uh, giving up offensive rebounds. It, and also, um, Onyeka, Onyeka Kangu finished this game by playing the final 17 minutes. That's that's a big switch that we haven't seen a lot, uh, but I think definitely his impact on the game helped offensively for sure. Uh, DeJounte is definitely plays better with a Kangu on the floor than Capella. Uh, so I think that was a good change, and, and we'll see if it's similar against the Warriors uh, come on Wednesday. Yeah, and we can go ahead. We can go ahead and go into the box score. Um, starting out with Trey Forrest, he had eight minutes, 0 for 3 from the field, uh, two rebounds, one assist, um, zero points. Uh, Trey Forrest struggled mightily in this game. Yeah, yeah I, I, agree, I agree there. For Patty Mills in 16 minutes, 1 of 5 from, from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. And- for, for Patty, two, two, two assists, one steal, two points. I didn't think Patty had a great game necessarily. Uh, def, definitely would have liked him to shoot a little bit better because that's what he's on the floor to do. Um, but he, def, he definitely made those hustle plays and bothered, I thought, Davion Mitchell and Darren Fox pretty well uh, when he was in the game defensively. Yeah, I thought Patty was okay. Um, moving to Garrison Matthews, uh, 23 minutes, three of five from deep. Uh, nine points, one rebound. I felt like Garrison was okay in this game. I, I don't think he was bad. Uh, I think defensively he was actually pretty good in this game. Yeah, and offensively he was a huge, he was a huge 
uh, key component why the Hawks were able to kind of make a comeback attempt in that fourth quarter, uh, like I mentioned before, getting the, a lot of those threes off the Onyeka uh, Kongu short roll reads. Uh, for Kongu, 29 minutes, four of six from the field, uh, nine rebounds, three assists, two blocks, eight points. When, like I said before, closed the final 17 minutes of this game. I thought Onyeka was pretty good in this game, uh, especially in that second half. I thought in the first half he was a bit rough, um, but definitely, definitely had a better second half. Yeah, whenever they started using him in that short roll and he was kicking out, uh, I felt like it really opened up the offense. Um, moving to uh, the starters, we'll, we'll go to uh, Clint Capella. 22 minutes, 4 to 10 from the field, 3 for 4 from the from the charity stripe, six, uh, 12 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 blocks, 11 points. I felt like Clint had a pretty good game. Yeah, I think he definitely struggled in his first stint. Um, but overall in the box score, you'll you'll take a double from Clint Capella. I just think a, a Kong will close the game because he provided a little bit more of that versatility and spacing that the Hawks really struggled with in the first half. For Sadiq Bay in 30 minutes, he shot 4 of 11 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 13 points. Definitely a better performance from Sadiq uh, tonight than, than the previous game. Glad to see some shots go in. Still still not shooting up to his capabilities, but it's good to see Sadiq just have a, had a better game tonight. Uh, but defensively, it was definitely rough. Yeah, and then moving to Jalen Johnson, uh, 37 minutes, 4 of 18 from the field, 1 of 7 from deep, 2 for 4 from the charity stripe, Seven rebounds, one steal, two blocks, 11 points. I felt like Jalen in the first half really struggled, and and he definitely did from the three-point line. But I felt like in the second half, he had a lot of impact, definitely defensively, and it felt like he was able to get to his shot a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. I think the Hawks definitely set him up a little bit more in the second half with with using Onyeka, Kangu, and him together. He he just plays so much better with the Kangu than Capella. Uh, but you definitely like Jalen to be more efficient there for sure. Uh, for Bogdan Bogdanovich, starting at the two, 34 minutes, 5 of 12 from the field, 2 of 8 from three, 6 of 6 from the line, 4 assists, 18 points. Uh, Bogey didn't shoot that well, but I thought he had a pretty good game, especially in the first quarter. I felt he was, the, he was a guy being the aggressor, trying to get to the line, drawing contact when the Hawks – were fortunate to, to only be down single digits in that first quarter. I thought Bogey was okay. He definitely could have been better, though. Yeah, I'd like to see his three-point efficiency uh, be a little bit better in this game. But, you know, moving to DeJounte Murray, the player of the game, uh, 40 minutes, 11 from 23 from the field, 6 of 10 from deep, 7 for 8 from the charity stripe, uh, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 block, 35 points. I felt like DeJounte played, you know, a really good second half. I felt like he still struggled in the first half a little bit. But I felt like in the second half, he he really found his stride and got the offense going. Yeah, for sure. And I'm really encouraged by the three-point shooting this year from DeJounte Murray. Uh, he he definitely has shown me that, that I don't think it was a fluke. Or I don't think it's a fluke right now that he's shooting in the upper 30s from three. On great volume, too. Six of ten from today. And you love to see the seven of eight attempts from the free throw line as well for DeJounte, uh, especially especially with Trey Young out, the guy that normally is going to lead that category. 
uh, for the Hawks. Yeah, and we'll move on to uh, our three keys. The Hawks' next game will be um, Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time against the Golden State Warriors and San Francisco. Mikey, uh, what do you got for the first key? Yeah, before before we move on to the three keys, just we'll just want to mention um, our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the Warriors organization. Um, Dayan Milojevic, the assistant coach that, that that passed a few days ago, thoughts and prayers go out to his family, the, the NBA family, the, the Warriors organization again, uh, because they, they've got to be playing with heavy hearts right now. They haven't played a game since Martin Luther King Day on, on January 15th. 15th. Um, so uh, de- so definitely, ho- hopefully all of those guys are doing well and and the Hawks and Warriors can, can have can have a good, good game on Wednesday. As we move on to the three keys here, first key, the Golden State Warriors employ Steph Curry. You've got to run him off the three-point line. That is that is something that should be the number one game plan on the Hawks list going forward. Yeah, and I think the second key and the first key kind of tie together, and that's communication on screens. Um, we all know that Steph Curry, or Steph Curry runs through screens all game long. Uh, I feel like he does not stop running the whole game. And if you do not communicate the screens, you will lose him and you will leave him wide open. Yeah, I remember last season when the Hawks faced the Warriors, the guard-to-guard screens, whether that was Klay Thompson, uh, Moses Moody and Steph Curry, or when the Warriors had Dante DiVincenzo, um, th- those got, the guard-to-guard screens really had the Hawks in trouble. So let's see if the communication can be a bit better uh, and, and the Hawks can kind of make the Warriors uncomfortable uh, from that three-point line. And then the third key, attacking the rim efficiently. Tonight against the Kings, you saw DeJounte, you saw DeJounte doing it, but Jalen Johnson, Bogdan Bogdanovich, those guys, they really didn't get the best looks around the rim. And when they did, they just didn't fall. So let's see if Atlanta can pick and choose when to attack the rim. But overall, the Warriors have not been good defensively this year. And with Kevon Luna getting up there in age and uh, Clay Thompson not being the defender that he once was, I think the Hawks have a real opportunity here, like they had against the Kings, uh, to establish dominance with points in the paint. And with that, let's see if the Hawks can close out this short West Coast road trip with a 500 record on Wednesday. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at Pinwizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.